to the Skinny for Friday, October 6th here on WMNF 88.5 FM. I'm Mitch Perry, senior political reporter for the Florida Phoenix, and I will be joined in a moment by one of my colleagues, freelance reporter and author Ben Montgomery. Our third co-host on the program, Ray Roa, the editor-in-chief of Creative Loafing Newspaper, is off today. Uh, so I want to take a few minutes to tell people, if you're just tuning in right now, WMNF is actually doing its fall fundraising drive right now. What does that mean? Basically that this station, if you're not familiar, um, I think most of you probably are if you're listening right now, is a commercial-free station. It relies on uh, contributions from listeners like yourself, and it has been doing that for over 42 years now here in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, so maybe if you've been a listener for 5, 10, 10, 15 years, maybe you just started becoming a listener. Uh, we need your financial support right now. The goal is $1,200 by 12 noon. We're on here for a little bit less than an hour here. Uh, so we hope you can uh, contribute right now. So again, if you're not really familiar with WMNF, of course, this is the way we do it. Let me tell you a little bit about The Skinny, of course, which is a new show, relatively speaking. It's only been on the air since late January. Uh, station manager Randy Zimmerman wanted to help bring me back to WMNF's airwaves and also use some of the great talent we have in terms of reporting the Bay Area, which is why we were able to get Ray and Ben to join in to be part of this uh, WMNF for the first time ever. I uh, just personally, I've been involved with WMNF uh, for the most part since I moved here in 2000 from San Francisco. Uh, and of course, the station has been here since 1979. I came here to become the assistant news director. I've gone into many different jobs in journalism and print, digital and television, but uh, I've always been brought back to WMNF, right? So after I left here in 2000, I came back to do talk radio from 2011 to 2018, left to go to Tallahassee in 2018. Then I went to Bay News 9 for three years. Uh, and then I'm back here doing this on a voluntary basis. And I'm really happy to be here. And hopefully if you've been listening to the show at all in the last few months, you enjoy what's happening. And if you do, we'd really love to hear from you. Uh, the telephone number to call right now to give us a contribution of any amount. And we can get some great gifts that we can tell you about in a minute uh, that we can give to you as a donation for your donation. Uh, the phone number is 813-239-9663. Uh, again, we need and want you to call in to help financially support WMNF. Our goal today is $1,200, and yeah, that's the situation right now. We'll try to get Ben on the line. Ben is actually uh, on the road uh, somewhere, so we've got uh, Randy Zimmerman. Oh, we have, is Ben here? Not yet, okay. But Randy Zimmerman, station manager, is here. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Mitch. How you doing? Uh, great. Great to be here. It is uh, so wonderful to uh, to have you. I, I Got me? Okay, good. So, uh, uh, you, we met when you first came here. I was also here as a... Uh, news reporter and volunteer programmer and doing all the things that we do at WMNF. But one of the things that I wanted to do here at the Skinny was have, we have wonderful independent people here working in the news uh, in the Tampa Bay area. And you, you worked obviously uh, at WMNF. You went to Bay News 9, a corporate news source. But now you're working for the Florida Phoenix. And tell us the value of the Florida Phoenix and what the Florida Phoenix is about. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, we are a nonprofit based uh, out of Tallahassee, part of a, a national organization called the State's Newsroom that has now websites in uh, state capitals and I believe over 30 states in the country. And it is uh, uh, definitely alternative reporting here. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of it. And, and that's where I went to Tallahassee in 2018, 2019, where I left the Tampa Bay area, went to, uh, I'm okay now, uh, went to, like I said, came back and did Bay News 9, which as you said, is definitely a corporate media, as Ron DeSantis would call it. Uh, but the Phoenix 
Phoenix, we, we get to write stories that, um, you know, not everybody's covering. And, and we cover Tallahassee. Like and what? It, what? What kind of news stories are you guys covering that nobody else is covering? Oh, well, uh, yeah. Where do I begin with that? Uh, I was going to say, you know, I, I cover, I guess everybody covered yesterday. Ron DeSantis was here in Tampa. Uh-huh. But uh, I did try to emphasize different parts of what he said because it was a very interesting speech. I'm actually going to do a follow-up on it, but what he said, because one of the things I will, I will say that Ron DeSantis said, I think our listeners will find very interesting, is he was talking about, you know, he's really running kind of on a law and order. That's where his mm-hmm. kind of campaign has moved to now, talking about the, the chaos in cities like San Francisco, New York, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, and and he says, like, you know, you don't have to worry about that. In Florida, we don't have to worry about politics because he's all take care of it, he said, essentially. You know, if there's anything, uh, you know, we've done it. We, we went after sanctuary cities. We've got rid of critical race theory. He says, we're going we're gonna to be ahead of the curve on this here. But I need, you need to elect me nationally so I can take care of this other stuff. Because he said, but the line was, we, in Florida, we don't really have to worry about politics. And I'm thinking about a lot of people who listen to this program, who have been on this airwaves. Uh, we, you know, we cover the session a lot. I do, you know, I, do, I am a statewide reporter covering things up in Tallahassee. So uh, we try to bring that perspective. In fact, we're going to have a, a guest, uh, we'll, one of our sound that we'll play in a few minutes here is somebody talking about what it's been like to, you know, as a, as a, a progressive Democrat to deal with the situation in Tallahassee. So, yeah, we're covering definitely a lot of the things. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. One of the things I did last week that nobody else covered is about um, inmates, uh, prisoners, hmm. and the fact that the, uh, the Florida Correctional Institu- uh, System has a new vendor for what they call the canteen program, which is basically the commissary where, uh, you know, inmates, they, have, they get fed three meals regularly, but they also have, they can buy like candy bars and other little items. And again, they don't get, they don't really have any money. They don't make, they're not allowed to work or they get work, but they don't make any money. Florida's one of the states that does not pay prisoners anything. Anyway, the story that we had was that this new vendor, the prices that they're paying for these basic items, like uh, like sandwiches, like uh, candy bars, what have you, uh, batteries, are way more expensive than they are at uh, your local drugstore. Uh, and we know this because people have gone out and purchased that. We saw the, literally the receipts of what people are, can buy out in the store. And this is a big contract. We think they could get bulk purchasing. And these people, we're talking about people who don't really have a lot of money, obviously. And so and we compared a bottle of water, for example, what you, what you, at a, in the correctional system in Texas, I think it's like a dollar in Texas and it's a dollar 35 or something like that, or 25 in, in Florida. Um, maybe bigger discrepancy than that. Uh, anyway, that was something that we did. I did last week that that I, that, that, that Phoenix wants me to do is write a lot about because that's something that's you know, and it's not, it's not necessarily a big market to hear those stories. I mean, if somebody has somebody in the system, they do care about that. Yeah, I, I, I actually have known some people in the system, and uh, it is incredibly expensive. A phone call, right? Uh, right. A, a package of of soup that people use to add flavor to their food that they get right, uh, right. in the regular system. So yeah, the amount that they charge folks to be in the system. It's, uh, and then what it's you just, do, and you also you have to again because most people have to get money from their loved ones from mm-hmm. outside, and they have to go through what they call JPay, <laughs> which is also and there's they a charge percentage. for that. They, yeah, they absolutely. charge to send money to, yeah, to folks yeah. who are in the, the system. Right, right. So that was something I think we have. We have Ben Montgomery. Okay, oh, uh, awesome, Ben. Ben, good, good morning, Ben. Where are you, and what are you doing? Ben, Ben. Okay, uh, we have him. 
Okay, maybe he has a, he's on mute. <laughs> this is the problem when you do Zoom sometimes, folks. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah. so what are the so I know you go up to Tallahassee yeah. and we read stories about what's going on in Tallahassee. But you've been there now for a number of years. What are some of the what's the difference? Right there's this there's there's new stuff going on in Tallahassee that's never happened before. Yeah, well, one of it is simply the uh, audacity, if you will, of Governor Ron DeSantis. I mean, I, I there's been reports that he learned when he first got into office. He worked with his lawyers and he sat down and said, what can we do? What are we legally authorized to do? Because, you know, we're going to go beyond what other governors have done here mm-hmm. and in terms of his aggressive agenda. Uh, and we've seen that, uh, you know, just in terms of uh, executive uh, you know, decisions that he has made. Certainly, uh, you know, the immigration issue, obviously, first and foremost, which is really becoming a big issue nationally. Obviously, we're seeing what's happening in Chicago, New York. Where, where basically Florida uh, taxpayayers are paying to have Ron DeSantis right. bus immigrants to other states. Well, we haven't really busted. We've flown them. Them, right and, and actually they weren't even in Florida even that expensive. was the, that was the difference they were not even necessarily in Florida so that was something a little different Ben are you there hey I'm with you hi hi everybody how's it going great good morning Ben so where good are you morning. at tuning in from the St. Simons Island in I'm sorry in Georgia yeah, South Georgia St. Simons Island I'm uh, here for a, a writer's gathering called the Auburn Chautauqua I am uh, working on crafting my skill as a journalist. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so Ben, so, yeah, well, you know, tell the listeners why, you know, you know, the, the skinny, hopefully they think is a valuable show here to listen to and, uh, and help out us here. Yeah. What yeah, are some of the stories that you've done that you can't hear anywhere else? <laughs> you know, when we, uh, when we started talking about this thing way back when, uh, I, uh, I got, I got very excited. This is my first experience hosting a radio show, I guess, playing co-host. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, an interesting beast here. I think what we do is, uh, we really work hard to bring you guys the latest in, um, in news and information, uh, by trying to get on some of the thought leaders that have impact locally, uh, folks who know what's going on behind the stage so that uh, so that everybody's informed, so that everybody feels like they're part of the community uh, and can contribute to uh, to where we go in the future. And I think that's the most important thing about this uh, about this show and the most important part about ge- keeping the show on air and keeping it running. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do we tell people what they can get? I think it's at this point. Yeah, we got a couple of thank you gifts. So a lot of times people don't know they're brand new to community radio. They're brand new to listener sponsorship of uh, our local resources, which is WMNF, this fabulous institution, been around since 1979. And you don't know how much to pay. So uh, we have some thank you gifts as an idea. So uh, for a very basic $25, uh, you can get a bumper sticker or a WMNF magnet. You can get a window cling for $35. We've all also got these usual gifts that we give for um we change them out so our new t-shirt it's a long sleeve lightweight hoodie done by a local artist both front and back and thank you so much steve madden for that that's a little bit more that's 188 dollar contribution uh, or you can get this whole cozy pack uh, so it's the T-shirt, the soup bowl, and this blanket with WMNF logo on it for a $325 pledge. And all of those pledges can also be broken out on a monthly basis. So you don't have to pay that whole $300. That's crucial, right. Yep. So, yeah, if you want a $100 contribution, yep. we can spread that out yep. less than $10 Absolutely. a month. So, yeah. So and Sean's got some folks who, who he wants to thank. Yeah, so I, we did get our first donation for the Skinny Yay. right now, Anonymous, with a $105 contribution. Thanks to thank Linda you. and Skip. They say keep the conversation open. So thank you for that donation. You can contribute to the Skinny right now as well by calling 813 239 
1-800-222-9663. You can also donate on the web at WMNF.org or you can donate on the WMNF Community Radio app. And I have a couple of people from the previous shows who donated to Democracy Now! and to Down and Dirty. Thank Darryl you. Daryl from Gibsonton, thank you for your $105 contribution. Daryl is getting our great Bob Dylan Pacifica USB that maybe Randy can tell you about in a yep. minute. And he says, keep on telling the truth. The Republicans finally got a chance to drive the car and they drove it into the ditch. And we got a Down and Dirty donation from Peter Lally with a $52.50 contribution. And thank you so much, they say, Peter from Seminole. So thank you for those donations. Please contribute to The Skinny with Ben and Mitch and Ray. It's such great information they bring you every Friday morning. You can donate by calling 813-239-9663. I would like if we could to go some sound we have here. We've got some sound. And we, we were talking a moment ago, Randy, about Tallahassee and about you know what's been going on, what's different now than before. And we had Michelle Rayner on, a state representative who represents parts of Hillsborough and Pinellas County. Uh, she boastly, proudly boasts herself as the uh, black queer woman. Uh, and so certainly... She for, is quite the force here in the Tampa absolutely. Bay area and it, in Tallahassee on our behalf. And certainly a lot of folks in the LGBTQ community are certainly feeling under siege from what's been happening mm-hmm. in Tallahassee with some of the legislation. Yep. And so we talked to her about that when we had her on the program uh, or a couple of months ago, I think it was. And I don't know, Sean, if you have that ready. So we talked to her basically what's it like and I think she even was quoted in a story in the Associated Press as saying that she has a policy of not crying in Tallahassee. Uh, so let's talk here about that. Um, people are leaving the 100%. state. Uh, yeah, how do you stay in fight? I mean, 100%. I mean, I've been traveling a little bit um, this summer, and people have said, oh, come to Connecticut, come to whatever. I mean, I was in Connecticut, and I was like, oh, this is so wonderful not to be holding all this tension in my body, like in, you know, in a state. I mean, but here's the thing. I was born and raised in Florida, and my family is multiple generations here. You're not going to make me leave. However, I understand and empathize with folks who are saying it's not safe for me to be here. It's not safe for my kids. It's not safe for the way that I, you know, how I show up or identify or, you know, I don't want my kids to have a subpar education, right? And so I, I, so I, I also get that. I think for me, you know, what, first thing is first. Like I, I'm, I'm a black woman first, and then I'm queer second. Like when you look at me, you see a black woman, right? So. I also then now stand at the intersections of my identity. I stand at the intersections of being black, being a woman, and being queer. And so now I am seeing how all of these policies are able intersectionally to harm every part of those identities, whether it's black folks, women, LGBTQ folks, any other folks that are marginalized. And so for me, it's you know, it, it has been really frustrating because I'm a nerd. I wanted to come up there and talk. I rather debate radioactive roads and why they are good and not good. And let's nerd out on this. Like we are literally telling folks who have done nothing to anybody that they don't have the right to exist. And we're gaslighting them and saying that Florida is a free state. And it really is the gaslight for me. Because that's what we're doing. We're telling people Florida's the freest state. It's the best state in the world, except if you are gay, except if you are black, except if you are a Democrat, except if you are a woman, except if you want to have abortion, except if you're an immigrant, except if you are. So who is it really good for, Ronald? Is it good for you, Ronald? It must be only good for you and your ilk. And it's only good for you and your ilk because you rule by fear. 
Did, I know you saw this. How about that ad that the DeSantis campaign put out, what, three weeks or so ago? The that, gay one? Yeah. It's an obsession for me. I mean, like, just just say you like men. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's, I just, first off, you know how, like, I, it's, no, but it really is. Like, I'm not trying to be cheeky, but it really is the obsession. You know, him and Randy Fine, it's really the obsession of you are so obsessed with other people are doing in their own bedroom. Why? If you got something internally going on, deal with that. But the fact of the matter is, it is, they're very unserious, but they're also very dangerous. And what happens is, is that we can't shrug off these, you know, these ads and these tweets because these ads and these tweets turn into legislative policy that gets passed that then harm people. And so then again, we are in a place where, you know, we can't just say it's just meaning, you know, meaningless rhetoric. Right, right. Okay, that was State Representative Michelle Rayner uh, being very candid with us there on the air a couple months ago here on WMNF. And again, if you're just tuning in right now, it's 1122 in the morning here. You're listening to The Skinny here on WMNF. We are fundraising today. That's why you're hearing some old interviews. We've got a few more that hopefully will be as entertaining coming up here. Uh, Looking for your financial support. We're trying to get $1,200 in here by noon. And you can do that by calling us at 813-239-9663. We've got some great folks waiting to hear from you right now. We've got some nice gifts to offer you as well. And Randy Zimmerman joining me here. We've got Ben Montgomery, of course, co-host of The Skinny on via Zoom here. Um, Randy, has, I think we've got some people I wanna, calling. I, yeah, I want to thank Simon. Thank, thank you very much, Simon. Simon, thank Simon, you. Simon in Lakeland. Simon says, don't agree with your political views, but you champion free speech and take my calls. And yes, I cannot say this enough. It's about peaceful, civil discourse. It's okay to disagree. It's okay if we don't agree with each other. The best thing to do is to talk about these disagreements civilly, openly, accurately, fairly, and that's what we do here at WMNF. And that was kind of the thing that, that I that I envisioned in terms of the skinny with you independent journalists, with you, Ben, and Ray, talking about things, not not talking heads, you know, giving your commentary, but those of you who are working the stories, connecting with people, connecting with stories and explaining to the folks in the Tampa Bay area and beyond what what's going on. What, you know, again, not 30 second or 15 right. second sound bites, but real long interviews and really getting to the heart of the matter. Yeah, I really try to. It's hard to, frankly, when you're spontaneous here like you are, to stay away from opinion too much um, and, and really just uh, have information. I mean, yep. that's, I, I know as a reporter, that's our value to yep. society. Everybody's got an opinion about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so uh, thank you again, Simon, right now. And again, we'd love to hear from more people. 813-239-9663. You can also write us via the internet at go to WMNF.org. It's all set up for you there. Uh, another person who's just written in, this is Tim Morris. Uh, Tim, Tim, thank you from uh, Brooksville up in Hernando County. Thank you. Uh, he is thinking, uh, choosing to support the mission of MNF uh, here. And um, thank you so much. What is he any, any con- Okay, that's about It'll it. be on the back. Oh, is there? I'm sorry. There, there's the comment. Thank you for that. Uh, he's contributed to Skinny. Um, thank you. That's, 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 that's awesome. No, no comment thank you that. so much, Ben. Okay. Hey, Mitch. Yes, hey, Mitch. How long? How long have you? Uh, how long have you been covering news in the Tampa Bay area, my friend? Yeah, a long time. I'm old. Uh, I've been doing it for over two decades now, since 2000, uh, the year of the uh, recount election in Florida. And I came in. I took a job at the Tampa, or sorry, at the Tampa Tribune in 2005, and then very quickly switched over to the St. Pete Times, which of course became the Tampa Bay Times. I've got 18 years of journalism in the Tampa Bay area. 
Um, I'm not sure about Ray. I know he's run Creative Loafing for quite a few years now. But what we bring you, what we try to bring you is perspective from um, folks who've been around. Oh, we lost you there for a second, Ben. Uh, but but yeah, absolutely. And, and Ben, we should say uh, when you, we get him back here, Ben is also the author of several uh, very uh, critically acclaimed books. Uh, he has transitioned from not just being, well, he went back to doing daily journalism earlier uh, last year. Uh, but Ben has also done a lot in terms of, of uh, authoring great stories and uh, information there. So yeah, I mean, again, with Ray. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think what Ben was getting to is it rather than talking to politicians as being kind of the experts, going to people who live these experiences, who are experts in the field, who have been around the block, and and you folks connect with those people, and you bring those pieces, people and you bring those voices, rather than people who have a whole PR machine, you have real people. In fact, we'll go in a few minutes. We're, our next sound I want to bring up is actually kind of in the news a little bit because uh, I don't know if folks saw this yesterday. Uh, Cornell West, uh, who is definitely running for president, the uh, academic uh, activist, uh, but he was going to be running on the Green Party ticket or yeah. trying to because officially he had to win the nomination. <laughs> then he, he got. Then he found out what party politics is all about. I, I guess so. <laughs> and so, but but we had we spoke with Randy Toller, um, who is from the who lives in the Tampa Bay area, who was the actual co-founder. And this is a fact. In fact, I had some people r- write to me when we had Randy on mm. earlier saying, "Oh no, he's not." But no, he is. Look it up, my friend. And Randy uh, is actually a candidate for the Green Party presidential no- nomination as well. And he's also uh, ran locally here. But I do think it's interesting because, again, you know, um, the Green Party is going to be Democrats don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear about any, anybody, you know, who might. Uh, They're still per- sore about Jill Stein, right? Or, or Ralph Nader going back a little further here. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to that in a second, too. And I, and I really want to our listeners can hear that perspective. Uh, but again, before we go, we've got I want to mention a couple other gifts that we can offer you with a contribution of seventy five dollars. We can give you um, what is this? David Bowie's music performed live and in costumes by Changes a David Bowie Odyssey at the Floridian Social Club in St. Petersburg. One pair of tickets only. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll call $75 donation. Do we know? I don't see a date on this uh, Bowie event. I'll look for that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important for some folks that want to... October 21st. Okay, uh, two Saturdays from now. Uh, So there you go. That'd be fun. Okay, 75 bucks to see this um, Changes a David Bowie Odyssey. I used to always want to call him Bowie. Uh, It makes no sense. But nevertheless, um, that is something that you want to see. By the way, there was an event in Tampa a couple weeks ago. There was a, a Bowie, uh, the Bowie Ball, they called it. Mm-hmm. And it was very cool anyway. Um, just and the Floridian is a beautiful location. Okay, there you go. $75 contribution. Why don't we go to uh, some sound from here? So this is Randy uh, Tolder, uh, Tolder, who was the co-founder of the Green Party USA. Uh, and we were talking, I'm trying to set this up properly. Randy has ran for office before, but also I think was trying to, uh, this excerpt, I believe, is when he talks about the fact that they have gotten some criticism from folks of being spoilers. So mm-hmm. let's, let's hear about that. Just in the country. Right. So it, it's, it's tough to run. Yeah. Now, um, I raise a lot of issues. I've got a, a special needs child and certainly talked about a lot about the budget at the time. They were in crisis. And I, I think that my wife, Alicia Toller, and myself did particularly well in those elections. We got one out of every five votes in the primary, and we were outspent 10 to 1. So a lot of people know my name. I saw a lot of thumbs up and, and waves at the Brandon parade the other day. Oh, for the July parade? Yeah, right. and Green Party. Hey, you know, I mean, of course, we didn't get that going by the Republican folks. There's a little bit of branding going on there. but 
So, so okay, let's let's get to the, the, this thing that again, because somebody challenged me when I wrote this the other day, my story that you are the and you are in fact a co-founder of the Green Party uh, nationally of this party. And, and when I think of the Greens, I remember the uh, the, the Germ- in Germany, right, of the eighties when the the big anti-nuclear war uh, campaign was going on. People were all afraid of nukes at that time. Well, we still kind of our movie on Oppenheimer coming out in a couple of weeks, but um, so uh, but Green Party USA obviously different than the Green Party over in, the, in Europe. But um, tell me how this happened. And this, this is the 1970s, was it, or the early 80s? Early 80s, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of walking history here, all right? So, I mean, but I feel young. I mean, I've got a 15-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 21-year-old, so I don't feel uh, old. But I can tell you, I was right there at the beginning, uh, c- corresponded a lot with Petra Kelly, who was the founder of the West German Dream Party. Okay. She went over a lot to East Germany to protest communism. I actually spoke with Lech Wałęsa one time on the phone uh, at two, two weeks after he got out of jail. And that was quite something because uh, somebody, you know, of course, I had a translator there says, yeah. Toller calling from Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> the reporters in the room are like, what? So it was really interesting. I'm going to be writing a book on all this someday. Um, but yeah, so the driving issue at the time, of course, was um, nuclear uh, disarmament. Right. Had millions of people in the streets. And it, it, was, it was a big deal. And the Greens now are number two in the European Parliament, number two in Germany. And they're all over the world. We've had presidential people in the Green Party. So it's time for the U.S. to step up the bat. So, again, just uh, so and you were in Los Angeles is when you became the, the co-founder uh, of the, the Greens? Well, it gets kind of, um, if you want to get really technical here, I was actually the founder of the Illinois Green Party. Okay. Uh, lived in Illinois four different times. I ran for mayor of Aurora twice. Um, my wife actually also ran there too. So you okay? There's quite a while ago, yeah. but I did well. And then I briefly ran for Congress out in California. Got 20 percent of the vote back in the early 80s. So yes, I, I and I, you, it's interesting you mentioned the Malathion spraying earlier in the show. I don't know you guys were hearing that, but I was instrumental in um, developing the. Protest movements and two separate occasions in Southern California. Well, that's when Jerry Brown was governor, right? Yeah. 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 And further on down and when um, Pete Wilson was governor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I was on the news a lot. I mean, TV a lot. Yeah, yeah. I put, you know, wear my green jacket there on TV, trying so, to build the Green Party. So, so let me ask you this. Okay, so right. So you've been there for the beginning, uh, 40 years plus now. The Greens... Um, I think, and it's fair to say, they probably had more success uh, electorally, like in Europe, than over here in the United States. There have been, uh, you know, as we mentioned in the beginning, a few minutes ago, that they've got some offices here. Uh, a lot of people focus, of course, on the presidential level because that's where most Americans, unfortunately, focus a lot of their attention when it comes to elections and not on other offices. Uh, and and I mentioned, you know, again, we've had the issue with Ralph Nader in 2000, with Jill Stein in 2016. You heard this, I, I know, Randy, you did because. WMNF heard about it back in 2000 because of the airwaves here, we, Ralph Nader was played frequently here on the, on these airwaves. And the days after the uh, disputed Al Gore, George W. Uh, Bush election, people were actually blaming WMNF because we aired Ralph Nader. But anyway, um, but what did you hear? The Green Party. I mean, a lot of people like Democrats don't like the Green Party. All think you're just spoilers. What do you say to that? Well, I was actually in Illinois at the time. In 2000? And, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember... Watching TV, my wife was pregnant, and they're like, 
When is this going to end? I think it came down to what, 516 votes? Uh, 537 votes. Yeah. 537 in Florida. In an election in which Ralph Nader drew two almost 100,000, right? Yeah, 97,000. He got 2.7% of the vote. And, um, and it, you know, when, it, yeah, when Al Gore lost by 500 votes, it's, you know, a deduction. And, and also Sounds like a spoiler to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at it this way Cornell West. Everybody knows Cornell West. Might not know Randy Toller, but they know Cornell West. Right. He's got a million Twitter followers. He's going to bring in the black community into the conversation. And it's, it's got the Democrats running scared. I mean, it's, it's so clearly... So you're excited by the fact, even though you're running against him, you're excited that he's, you know, part of the Green Party movement at this point. Yeah, and I'm going to play a role here as a co-founder to hold his feet to the fire on the Green Party platform. Again, that was Randy Toer from the Green Party. Uh, he no longer will maybe be holding uh, Cornell West's feet to the fire because Cornell West, as we announced, you know, or he announced yesterday or a couple days ago, is no longer running on the Green Party uh, ticket. Uh, or he, again, he had to win he's the nomination. He's going to go totally independent. He's yeah, still exactly, running, but exactly. not under the Green Party. So, hey, that is the voice of Randy Zarubin. I'm I'm Mitch Perry, and we are back here at WMNF on the skinny, uh, halfway through, uh, raising funds today. So we're not doing a new show today. Well, we are new, and we're live right now here in Tampa and East Seminole Heights. Uh, or is it East Tampa, South Seminole Heights? In any event, I'm also with Sean Canan, uh, uh, the, the station's news director here. And Ben Montgomery, uh, via Zoom, if we can hear clearly from Ben. Ben, are you out there? Hey, Ben. We hear you. Uh, no. No, we don't hear him. Okay. okay. So anyway. So 813-239-9663. Hey. Or if you're streaming us, also, don't forget to hit that donate button in the yes, upper right-hand portion of your uh, of your web. We are fundraising. And here's a couple other kind of cool events coming up. And I may really do this. Uh, this is next week, next Saturday night, right? Uh, yep. October 14th. Yep. So MNF, of course, we all know MNF. Uh, I mean, we don't all know, but MNF does a lot of these uh, tribute shows to performers uh Skipper's Smokehouse in North Tampa. So we've got a couple coming up here. With great local bands. Absolutely. Great music here. So we've got a Tom Petty uh, birthday tribute. Uh, Tom Petty, of course, from Gainesville. This is going to be on Saturday night, October 14th. Local bands playing the sounds of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Mud Crunch. $50, that's it. $50 pair. Uh, so why don't you call in now? You can get a pair of that. Have a great time next Saturday night. Also, the Rolling Stones, who are, by the way, going to have a new record uh, coming out soon. We just heard recently. We have a Rolling Stones tribute at Skipper Smokehouse on Saturday night, November 4th. And again, a lot of local bands from the community will be playing uh, your favorites. And these tickets are not available yet. So these are exclusive early tickets. Also, a $50 contribution will get you a pair of that for the Stones tribute on Saturday night, November 4th. Again, if you're tuning in right now, you're listening to The Skinny, 1135, 1136 in the morning here on WMNF 88.5 FM. I'm Mitch Perry. I am one of the three co-hosts of The Skinny, which has been a show that's only been on since late January here. Uh, myself, Ray uh, Roa from Creative Loafing. Ray not with us today. I think he's vacationing out in Southern California after they got that Best of the Bay issue up last week. Mm-hmm. And then Ben Montgomery, Ben calling in from Georgia. Uh, although, yeah, okay, there he is. Hey, sorry, sorry. I must have dropped out mid-sentence. Uh, it's hard to believe we've only been doing this since January, Mitch. It feels like a lot longer than that, doesn't <laughs> it? And, right. No, exactly. Life is intense, right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff we've covered, uh, you know, on a weekly basis here for sure. Uh, so, yeah. And, and again, Ben, it's been great to do the radio with you. And uh, uh, You too. And let me just tell, let me tell the listeners out there that uh, it is, um, having done this, uh, journalism job for uh, for a long time now. It is uh, such a breath of fresh air uh, to see somebody work as hard as you do, Mitch. I stand in awe of you uh, in terms of putting 
putting these shows together in terms of trying to line guests up so that we can inform the public and keep people on board. Um, your work is inspiring. Oh, well, thank you. So, so kind to you, Ben. Thank you so much. And again, it's, it's great to work with you and with Ray on this. Uh, and we're going to come up another uh, guest um, in a few minutes here. We'll play, and this is going to be fun to play this back. This is not, not hard politics. This is uh, talking about cannabis, which is something I do write a lot about with the Phoenix. Uh, and again, they give me the liberty to write, because that's a big issue, right? Of course, we not only with medical marijuana. Well, it's changing. It, I mean, you since the time you've been here and since 2000, oh, uh, for sure. the yeah. access and, and acceptance of, of uh, medical marijuana, CBD oil, Absolutely. and how people have found it to be just literally life-changing. And we have the opportunity, we will see the folks who are trying to get a, a recreational mar- uh, cannabis uh, initiative on the ballot next year, they basically do have the signatures. They spent a lot of money. We're talking tens of millions of dollars. So it's all a matter of the Supreme Court, uh, Florida Supreme Court reviewing the ballot language on that. Attorney General Ashley Moody, again, put in a brief the other day. Uh, she is so against it. Uh, so it's not for sure. We know what's going to get, you know, it's obviously if it gets on the ballot, it still needs 60% plus one. And that's no guarantee in some polls I've seen. And I mentioned this, I think we were talking about this, this show earlier, or we talked about cannabis earlier in the summer. For the last four states, by the way, that have voted on this, red states, have voted it down. Mm. So there has been this big surge in the last decade, 15 years. And on- the sad thing here in Florida is obviously, right, it can, all these initiatives can get voted in, but our particular governor can go against these well, initiatives. Well, that's, well, what, right? they, well, they can certainly change it a little bit when it gets, you know, the implementations, for example. We saw that with Amendment 4, with right. the, with the, with the uh, felon voting issue. Exactly. Right, right. So, no, so the governor can't really, you know, it's it's a constitutional amendment, but they can, the legislature has done this uh, in a way, in a different way. Well, they certainly did it with medical marijuana, actually, I was say they've done it recently with CBD well, oil, well, right, with the label changes well, even, that happened in July. Even when we had medical marijuana, you couldn't buy it in a smokable form for mm-hmm. several years. In fact, Ron DeSantis, got to give him props on this. And interesting, I brought this up because I wrote a story about Matt Gates the other day, who's been all in the news the last week. And Matt Gates is a real big cannabis guy, actually. That's just a fact in terms of he pushes it uh, on the federal level, and he did it when he was in Tallahassee. And he uh, was a guy along with John Morgan who convinced Governor Ron DeSantis in early 19. Right when, If you remember, Ron DeSantis, when he first got elected, was very, um, wanted everybody to embrace him. And so was not hard right at all. Mm-hmm. He did some environmental measures. He, we all, this has been well documented. His first six months in office were like, this is okay. This guy, you know, people are like, okay, we, I, we weren't sure about him. We didn't know a lot about him. He seems okay. Uh, that was the early years. <laughs> then, then COVID happened and then, you know, we, the rest is history. But anyway, so I think we're going to play in a minute, but let's wait, mention some other gifts here we can offer vote, uh, voters, uh, listeners. Well, you're voting with your dollars they here, actually. They're voters. They're voters, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, again, 813-239-9663 is the phone number to call, and we've got some folks waiting right now to hear from you, uh, patiently waiting for you. Uh, and Yeah, and we've talked about these concerts, and WMNF is, now has their passport back. So What does that mean? So it's a passport, and you can get 10 tickets to any WMNF event for a thousand dollar pledge you can also break that out into monthly amounts of 8333 but if you're going to go to every wmnf event anyway you might as well get this passport that again gets you 10 tickets you can get two tickets uh, to an event you can get three tickets to it as long as it adds up to 10 tickets over the course of 12 months and pick up that passport for a thousand dollar pledge and that would really help the skinny just go over the top and also just general public affairs mitch i have a, a person to thank janice perry from treasure island is calling in and says that she agrees with everything that michelle Rain 
Rayner said, and is contributing $525 to the scheme. Oh my God. Thank you very much. We're over halfway there now. We still need to raise about $450 or so. So please, if you can donate to the skinny, give us a call right now, 813-239-9663 or contribute at WMNF.org. Janice, thank you so much. That is so generous of you. Really, uh, I'm, I'm really touched by that. Thank you. Uh, so why don't we go right now? Let's go back to, listen, and this is, again, we were talking about cannabis a moment ago. So back in July, we, th- there was a, an, an event in St. Pete called Canadelic. And basically, it's one of these exhibits. You know, it was at an exhibit hall, expo hall, and it was all things regarding cannabis and also other psychedelics that may or may not be legal in Florida, actually. Uh, and, and we talked about the fact that it wasn't all raw-raw about cannabis. You know, there's been some studies coming out when it comes to young people, young men, and what uh, a lot of consumption of cannabis can do to the young man's minds. And, this, and we talked about that, some of the idea of the potent uh, THC that's in cannabis right now. So this is Pete and Colleen Sessa. They're with the Florida Cannabis Coalition. And this goes back to an interview that we conducted with them back in July. You know, I didn't know. I've been smoking since I was 13, 14. I did not know what concentrates were. No idea. Dabs, I think dabs are not the best for everybody, you know? Way too much THC. I actually smoke half CBD, half THC in my joints. Um, the state of Florida forced everybody to learn what heavy concentrates were because they wanted to block the flower. Right, in 2017, wow. yeah. That makes no sense. It made no sense. And Ron DeSantis, got to give him credit for that, right? He I mean, that. it's like, who's making... <laughs> well, it makes sense when you think about the, you know, processing and creating cannabis oils is a hell of a lot cheaper and more efficient and much, much easier to do than to produce good cannabis flower. And in the beginning of an industry, it definitely helps the industry to not have the flower be immediately available. The so flower did not look very pretty. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we just don't know about. Right. You yeah. know, by, you yeah. know, behind the scenes. But you mentioned a lot of things there, especially you mentioned THC and high THC levels, and that's 100% true. THC levels are through the roof, Not and it's on purpose. Um, and I am of the firm belief that this is 100% due to marketing. And it is it is much, much easier. When you market by numbers, it's easy. Higher number, better. Lower number, worse. It's a very simple decision to make. Not, is this indica? How's this going to make me feel? I like this terpene. All this tastes good. It's all subjective. It's way easier to be like, give me the higher one. Right. So and everybody plays into that. And they when they grow it to get these higher levels of THC, they sacrifice a lot of other things, a lot of terpenes, a lot of other cannabinoids and things like that. So people are getting higher THC and higher THC. If it's not balanced with CBD or other cannabinoids can be detrimental, like to some people, you know, some people. It was actually triggering seizures for me. It was triggering my seizures. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's something that definitely needs to be addressed. There needs to be more education about it. You can't just have people, um, you know, selling stuff just because it's higher, higher, higher. And that's the other thing, too. Florida requires no medical staff at the dispensaries. But it's a medical program, right? This is true. <laughs> is that different than other states? Yes, other states require yeah. either a pharmacist or nurse on staff. And they also, um, some states require the uh, med tenders, the bud tenders, mm-hmm. to be certified. Yeah. Interesting. So what, yeah, what are the qualifications to be a bud tender in Florida? Nothing. You don't have to know a thing. I've had people tell me, like, 
uh, everything's hemp until it's heated, and then it's marijuana. <laughs> so you can go from, like, slinging an IPA yeah. and be like, oh, these IPAs got too hot, well, I'm going to sell shatter. Absolutely. Actually, food service is the best recruiting ground because it's so similar, it's so similar to what and you And it sounds like you're there. almost saying we'd welcome a little bit more regulation oh, and yes. rules. Absolutely. For yeah. if it, Well, I would welcome regulation and rules because um, you don't have enough self-regulation. And then there's an argument for self-regulation, and it's happened, you know, before, but I think there's too much profiteering going on. But then there's also people who, who go in and they want to they want to do can they want to use medical marijuana, but then they get too high of a, some, a strain or a product and they they get sick and they're completely well, turned that's, off. Right. That's, mm. that's what we heard from the folks who that when the hemp bill was up this year in the legislature. Folks who said it's just too strong the, the, the cannabis and they prefer these hemp products and they were but they were they didn't want them to dilute the hemp. Well, products. you know, and also you can go to the head shop and buy a hemp product and you don't have to go to the doctor and get your your car. You don't have to go pay to pay the state. So, you know, there's a lot of barriers right. for entry to the medical program. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, you're tuning in right now, 11.45 mm-hmm. in the morning here at WMNF. We're no, talking no. here on... Just yeah. one more. One nonetheless, more even, even with the oh. barrier of entry, nonetheless, uh, there's still a, a, a large number of people opting to participate in the medical marijuana program in Florida. Almost a million now, right? Yes, and we, we've, we've been uh, actively promoting that for yeah. uh, quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and, you know, the, it's telehealth is, you know, for renewals just past the right. end. The legislature, so, yeah. you know, well, that makes it a lot easier mm. for people to renew their recommendations. Especially really sick people. But yeah. the point that Pete wanted to make was the uh, correlation doesn't equal causation. Oh, you're reading my notes? Because Don't read my notes no. <laughs> over my shoulder. <laughs> well, for me personally, I definitely had depression and anxiety before I used cannabis, and it was part of the reason why I used it and ADHD. So, you know, which one comes first? Sure, Are sure. they genetically prone to get schizophrenia? You know? Right. Yeah, no, yeah, to the Denmark study. Mm-hmm. Again, that was uh, Colleen and Pete Sessa with the Florida Cannabis Coalition, an interview that we did here on The Skinny back in July. And now we're back live at 1147 in the AM here on WMNF 88.5 FM on The Skinny. I'm Mitch Perry along with Ben Montgomery, Randy Zimmerman, uh, Sean Canan, and we are fundraising. We've got about 14 minutes left to go here in the program, trying to reach our goal of $1,200 here. Uh, and we've got we've had some great calls in, and we thank you so much for everybody who's called in and contributed right now, trying to get to that goal. And we'd love for you to do it. 813-239-9663 is the phone number. Yeah, if you love the please skinny. Call, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, please call. Please give. Uh, we work hard on your behalf trying to line up guests to keep us informed, to keep you informed, uh, to help us uh, ultimately be a better community, more cohesive place to exist. And that's not that's not the easiest task these days, as my co-host can attest. <laughs> Absolutely. So a couple other gifts. That, OK, so I saw Randy, I think I saw you on uh, social media wearing is the, uh, the shirt. Yeah, it's right here. OK. Oh, no, uh, right. How much is that? It's a 188 pledge. Oh, that's cool. So this is a... It's a a very lightweight, long-sleeve hoodie shirt. It's a hoodie, but it's a very lightweight, as you just said. Okay, I'm sorry Mm -hmm. to be... And a lot of people now, I just notice a lot of people wearing long-sleeve shirts in the summertime even, when they go out and they do their lawn, or if you're on the beach and you're out late at night. Uh Oh, yeah, definitely on the beach. So it's like a perfect beach shirt. Yeah, no, I agree. It looks really cool. And and what's... uh, Describe it to the listeners, what you see there. So uh, Steve Madden, who's a local artist, he uh, has his depiction of I somebody. I love his shoes, but no, it's the same guy. <laughs> some, some, yeah, yeah, not the same person. Uh, walking with a radio that uh, saying WMNF on it. And uh, 
you know, lots of references to Ybor City and uh, flowers. They look, they look like uh, Sean would probably know better than I, I would, whether that's a hibiscus or. Sure, we'll go with hibiscus. Hibiscus. And that's a, a, and, and a $188. $188 pledge. Uh, and, or you can pay it out uh, over the course of, again, a year for $16 so a month. the WMF hoodie, and it always the MNF has always got the new T-shirt for each fundraising drive. It's Every a tradition time. since yep. I've been here since 2000. Actually, it goes back to 1979, though. Again, a, a, a shout Every out. Every fund drive, yeah. A shout out to, the, to our four fathers here and mothers at WMNF who helped put the station together back in the late 70s. What a wild dream it was. And here it is, uh, 42 years later, and we're still on the air. And I've been part of this actually now for like, you know, almost half of that. I, I again, started here in 2000. That was the reason I left the comf- uh, beautiful KPFA, San Francisco. that's right. You left Ber- the hometown of KPFA. And, and Berkeley, yeah. You know, that was interesting, by the way, the death of Diane Feinstein last week in terms of just, um, you know, watching the footage and when Harvey Mel passed away. Mm-hmm. I lived through all that stuff, you know, really did, uh, and brings back some powerful memories. And um, yeah, Diane Feinstein, God bless, ninety years young, uh, and now she. But San Francisco, you know, interesting California politics, San Francisco politics, is so interesting. But so is Tampa Bay, and, and that's what we concentrate on here in Florida. That's what we've done here, and again, and I, with the, and with the the shrinking of media here, right? There are no longer yeah, there's basically yeah. one newspaper that doesn't even come out every day anymore in the Tampa Bay area. We have these fabulous, wonderful resources like the Florida Phoenix uh, and like Ben Montgomery, who's an, also an independent journalist and creative loafing that's yeah. doing some great yeah. public service and great independent media and WMNF. So if you support and if you want independent media, it needs to be supported because at least I believe that independent media is what makes a vibrant democracy. And that's actually what we are committed to here at WMNF is a vibrant political and musical vitality cultural vitality. It's in our mission statement. That's why we do what we do. If you want to support that here at WMNF, give a call 813-239-9663 or hit the donate button if you're listening to us on the web. Again, and guys, I just got got a donation. I'm going to have to find a way to get this to you. My homeboy, Aaron Peters, just Venmoed me $50, which I'm going to pass on to WMNF. He said, you have to say my name on air. So uh, Aaron Peters, thank you for that donation of $50. Thanks, you Aaron. You can join Aaron by donating 50 bucks or more uh, by calling 813-239-9663 or uh, visiting us online at WMNF.org. But Another- people, people shouldn't Venmo you, Ben? No, no, do not Venmo me, please. Make, make this easier by uh, by sending that money directly to WMNF. We have some quirky gifts here. I'm just looking at this. For a donation of $60, we can thank you with the 20-ounce wheat Himalayan tumbler. Yeah. So it, I'm reading the description here. It's, a natural, it's in natural color with the WMNF logo in black. It's composed of reclaimed stalks of wheat and has double wall construction for installation of hot or cold liquids. It's BPA-free and hand-wash recommended. That is available for you for $60. <laughs> And sits in most people's cars, right? Oh, in, 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 in those places. Right? So that is a $60 contribution. Yep. Again, so again, a lot of different things here. And you can just call up, uh, you know, our, our listener, our, our phone answers right now, and they can tell you as well. And the list of guests are on the website as well. Right, right. So again, 813-239-9663. Uh, in a minute, we'll go to another sound. What I want to do is something, Ben, you set up for us a couple of weeks ago, actually, and that was David Hogg. Uh, David Hogg, I know many of you may know the name. Uh, he was part, of course, a uh, Parkland in, in 2018 where the tragedy happened down there uh, and then March for Our Lives came about out of that, uh, the gun safety group that has, um, you know, and David Hogg is doing a lot of stuff and David Hogg recently is now getting involved with a, a PAC, I believe it is, right? But Right, Ben, you know, you helped set this up. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, that's right. He's uh, he's he's got a he's got a pack, and the and the purpose of this pack is to uh, encourage young leaders to get involved to help them get their campaigns off the ground. Folks like Maxwell Frost from the Orlando area and others. Uh, David's setting this up to sort of give them a leg up, uh, get get new blood in, if you will. And uh, interestingly, David's a student at Harvard, so I I came across David's number because my my daughter, who's also up there, uh, uh, met David and had a great interview with him, and she thought he would be a good guest on WMNF. Uh, so yeah, let's let's play that, Mitch. Yeah, let's go for that. Right I'm now. actually working. So Maxwell was a uh, young person with March for Our Lives. He was our first national organizing director before he that was his job before he was in Congress. Um, and his job is helping to turn out young people across the state, uh, like Florida, across uh, the South, across all parts of the country to help vote for gun violence prevention policies. Um, Maxwell got involved in gun violence prevention when he was just 15 years old after the Sandy Hook shooting. Um, and he's been working on it ever since. And, you know, he called me up and asked me to help with this campaign. And I said, you know, Maxwell, I don't trust most or really any politician, but I don't see you as a politician. I see you as a friend. So, you know, I went in and helped. Uh, support his campaign very early on, and I actually ended up raising him three hundred and eighty thousand dollars in his first few quarters, which you know helped get him you know some of that early momentum uh, and credibility to the point that he ended up defeating two former members of Congress, and I think it was eight other people in that race as a twenty-five-year-old um, young Afro-Cuban person and somebody who's not super well politically connected. Mind you, his parents are not politicians um, or very polite, super politically active by any means. He's just a young uh, middle-class person. How do you go about, how does the group go about picking races, David? Yeah, so really the races that we look at predominantly are uh, what we call open blue seed primaries. So basically races like Maxwell's that are um, pretty much uh, not guaranteed, but very likely going to go to a Democrat. Um, And we help run people in those races where the incumbent Democrat is not running again. Uh, We're not here to try to challenge incumbents, um, specifically Democratic incumbents, that is. Uh, we're here to help bring in the next generation when somebody like Val Demings is, you know, running for a Senate or running for a higher office or just retiring um, so we can bring in more young people into office in the first place. Because we understand the need uh, to have people like Jan Tchaikovsky, uh people like uh, President Biden and others in office that have, you know, decades of experience that know how to get things done. But we also understand the need uh, to bring in young people to make sure that we are represented in the first place. So. Uh, that's part of how we got Maxwell elected as the first Gen B member of uh, Congress. Hey, David, this and is he's r- on our advisory board too. Question here: um, You obviously know this because you're on the ground, and, and we see this in our our reporting here. There are a lot of young people active in, in different kinds of organizations, whether protesting things locally, being activists, and organizing. For you, and as you get this pack off the ground, who is the ideal person to bring up um, from those local organizing groups? What are they? You know, what's the, their profile, and what are the obstacles they face, and how is your group planning to elevate these people and get them ready uh, for those races and those seats th- that you mentioned? Yeah, well, that's a great question. The type of candidates that we really look for um, are young people who are first and foremost, you know, what we call morally just leaders that care, that have showed a dedication and commitment to, you know, protecting kids in schools uh, from gun violence, advocating um, to fight for the issues that our generation cares about, like uh, preventing, uh, reducing the effects of climate change, uh, reducing gun violence, increasing, uh, you know, protecting voting rights uh, as well and getting them involved. So really what we try to do is, uh, look at movements like March for Our Lives. Look at movements like the the Sunrise Movement, uh, the Movement for Black Lives, and the Women's Movement um, that have come up or had new chapters over the past four years, and help take some of the, the most courageous, passionate 
Uh, young people from those movements and help get them into office, especially at the state level. You know, I think it's easy to forget that, you know, the national media pays so much attention to Congress all the time uh, because it's big and it's shiny and everybody thinks about it. But really, most of the bill, most of the worst bills that are being passed in this country, whether it's, you know, a six-week abortion ban, whether it's permitless carry, you know, which is the opposite of what many uh, responsible gun owners like my father want, um, the places are getting passed. They're not in Congress. They're getting passed in places like Tallahassee. Okay, that was David Hogg uh, from March for Our Lives talking about his new pack, and that was an interview we had a little over a month ago or so. Again, if you're tuning in right now, we just have a few minutes left to go here on WNFS Skinny. And Randy Zimmerman, station manager, sitting here with me, we are very close to making our goal. Yeah, uh, we want to thank Suzanne House for donating a very generous $36.75 and says, it's great to hear Mitch back. I so agree. Thanks so much, Suzanne. Oh, thank you very much. And also, we have an anonymous contribution of $250 outstanding. Nice. Mm-hmm. They are going to get the, uh, the hood we were just talking about. Thanks. And by the way, Steve Madden, who we just, uh, you mentioned, we talked yeah, about, he's, he's actually the artist. in the house did, right did, now. Yeah, he's going to be on uh, Joellen's show. Oh, cool. And Flea is guest hosting for Joelle, and that'll yep. be coming up in a couple minutes here. Uh, so oh, I just want to say briefly, the anonymous contribution did say it's a refreshing show, especially for this day and age. I agree. Thank you so much. So I, I think agree. we only need about $200. So if you could please give us a call right now, maybe help put the skinny over the top, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Hey, this just came in. Wendy Schultz from Seminole is donating $188.04. Oh, is so getting close. the long sleeve t-shirt and nice. says loves everybody at the station. So thank you so much, Wendy, for that donation. So what do we need? Like $100? Uh, I think even. we're less than 100 away. So if you can make a $100 donation, you will be the person that puts the skinny over the top for Ben and Ray and Mitch and the whole station here. Uh, we love the skinny. We're glad that there's getting it's getting support, but we do need that one donation. Will you be the person? 813-239-9663. Yeah, or you, if you're listening to us on the web, and remember, you can still donate even after the fun drive is over. Next week, the skinny will be back in full force, but you can keep donating to WMNF by hitting the donate button at the top of the website, or if you're listening to us on the app, you can hit the tip jar. But please, WMNF, independent media, this is the type of thing that we bring to folks that doesn't exist anywhere else in the Tampa Bay area and rarely exists around the country. So if you want to support independent journalist Mitch Perry from the Florida Phoenix, Ben Montgomery and Ray Roa from Creative Loafing all here at WMNF Community Radio because that's what we do here. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Hit that donate button. Yeah, again, just a couple, it's literally about a little over less than two minutes ago here. So we're looking for that last call. Oh, we've got somebody coming right now. Maybe that's it. All right, let's hear what we have. We have an anonymous donation. It's coming in from Tampa. Oh, thank you to Anonymous in Tampa with a $50 contribution. So passing through, this is that passing through the donation from Aaron Peters. So I have to say, we still may be short because I already counted that $50 donation. So I I think we might still need about $50. Not that I'm not happy about all the contributions, (laughs) but uh, we do need to hear from you still. 813-239-9663. Come on, mom. We're counting on you. We're just on the precipice here, literally. And we've got uh, got over a minute to go here. So all the time in the world. Not really. But anyway, uh, again, 813-239-9663. Well, I'm so gratified right now, though, because we're, um, we're just right on the cusp here of making it. And it's good because the last the last fundraiser wasn't so spectacular for us. So I am really heartened by this. And again, we're going to have some really good shows coming up in the next few weeks. Actually, there's going to be a big criminal justice summit in a couple Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And we're going to preview that, I think, on our show on the 20th. Uh, and we've got uh, we've got some other people. I, kind of, I guess I shouldn't put the names out there yet, but we're working on. So we're going to continue 
to do this and really try to make this as relevant as possible in your life, you know, in terms of you knowing what's going on here and how you make the decisions on, you know, the, the things that are important, the things that matter. And where's it? Who's who does your theme music? Because you oh, always. Oh, this pick is Tame Impala, my, my, my favorite band. Tame Impala. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I love love him. It's actually one dude, Kevin Parker, but it's like the band. Oh yeah, uh, they've never been to Tampa, by the way. I've traveled to see them in New York and go tell Coachella. the events team. They're oh, meeting. Okay, so we're, this is where to close out right now for Ben Montgomery, Sean. One more Kanan. phone call. One more phone call. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three. I'm Mitch Perry. Thank you so much for listening to Skinny here on WMNF eighty eight point five in Tampa. Thanks, everybody.